Hello, welcome to Kelly's Roadhouse, the podcast where we recap every single Sweet Valley High book in the series. I'm Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. This fortnight we are recapping Head Over Heels, book number 18. We are indeed. Um, We had, well, quite a concerning situation at the end of the last book. And now, uh, of course, we know that uh, Regina and Bruce... Are going to become a thing, which is uh, concerning for everyone involved. Very concerning for Elizabeth and Todd, apparently. Well, I can who understand. Were just, who were just absolutely obsessed with them. <laughs> well, is Todd specifically Especially is very Todd. obsessed with Regina specifically. I've never known like someone be so nosy into other people's relationships. Liz is Liz has always been nosy, but Todd was like running <clears throat> red lights to try and like chase her down across <laughs> Sweet Valley. So like Todd's quite you know quite weird when it comes to regina yeah i find that yeah um the cover of our uk version is i think i think that was blue but it's so dirty i've had this book yeah it's it's paula's original book it's got like little drawings in it and everything it costs a pound it says in the cover yeah um and it's got a picture of bruce and regina on regina's wearing a purple dress which is mentioned in this book because lila thinks that it's disgusting Yes, I guess we've gotten over the purple phase of the unicorns <clears throat> yeah. back in Twins. She's Seems that's done so. now, <laughs> like no more. Um, she's clinging on to Bruce and yeah. he's got his arms around her. She looks uh, in love. She does very much look in love and, and Bruce looks proud. smug. Smug. Yes, proud. That's, that's a nicer way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And it says underneath the picture, can Bruce Patman really fall in love? Well, we will find out shortly, won't we? Because, of course, at the end of the last book, it was all concern that Bruce is just going to be using her. Mm. That's what he did to Jessica, you know. Yeah. And then on the back, it says, do opposites attract. Bruce Patman and Regina Morrow in love. No one at Sweet Valley High can believe it. Regina is beautiful and shy and one of the nicest girls at school. Bruce is a real snob. And the only person he's ever cared about is himself. Jessica Wakefield figures the romance can't last. She knows Bruce too well. She's even willing to bet Lila Fowler that Bruce and Regina break up within two weeks. The stakes are high and Jessica can't afford to lose. If she has her way, Regina and Bruce won't be happy for long. Uh-oh. Well, shall we get into it and find out what happens? Yeah. So we open, it's 8am and Elizabeth is opening Jessica's blinds, letting the light in and nagging her about how messy her bedroom is. Yeah, Jess says that she thinks it's about 4am as far as she's concerned. Yeah, she says, um, it's, why are you waking me up? It's the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's broad daylight. She's like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, yeah, Liz is like, this place looks like it's been blown up by dynamite. She's like someone's parent, you know. She really is, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the description of them, um, which mentions the mole on Elizabeth's right shoulder again. Yes, it does indeed. Uh, plus the Sun Street blonde hair, sparkling blue-green eyes, and the gold lavaliers. Yes. Um, I think I messaged you when, <clears throat> when I was reading this, and I said, like, is this book this book's almost like designed for a first-time reader again? Because mm. we get descriptions of everyone in this book. Yeah. All the descriptions. We also get the mention of Jessica's room being called the Hershey Bar. Yes, because of the brown walls. Yeah. So they go down to breakfast. Alice is making orange juice. Well done, Alice. Oh my god. You're not quite making food, but you managed to make some orange juice. She's getting there, yeah. And we're reminded how she's often mistaken for the twin sister. Uh Uh-huh. 
apparently like often mistaken i'd like to know how often how often does because because to be honest we're 18 books in and that's never happened yet yeah no one's been like gone up to alice and said something that they (laughs) meant to give to jessica yeah elizabeth takes the fiat spider to school because she's got to stay late for a carnival committee meeting the first of many carnival committee meetings i cannot even count the number of carnival committee meetings that take place in this and book. they never seem to do anything no they really don't um i i did like though that liz bribes alice well, even though she doesn't need to because clearly you know how many times has liz used the the fiat now but she basically bribes her by being like oh yeah remember alice this this whole carnival thing is raising money for handicapped kids so <laughs> i really need to borrow this car yeah so the car yeah the carnival's raising money for disabled children and Elizabeth, of course, is the chairperson. Yeah. She um, tells Alice that it's uh, it's just going to be a tent or two with games and light refreshments. And I was like, well, it sounds nothing like a carnival then, does it, really? No. It's just a really, tent actually. with some, some games going on. And they need to have 100 meetings. They need to have 137 meetings. 137 to meetings. To plan this. Yeah. So at school, they park up and they spot Bruce getting out of one Bruce one. He's holding the door open for Regina. Yes, and and this is like shocking to both Liz and Jess. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What is going on?" Jessica says she doesn't understand what Regina sees in Bruce, and Elizabeth agrees. Yeah, I mean they've both had their run-ins, obviously, and the book actually does reference um, Liz's situation with Bruce when he when he did you know effectively yeah. uh, try to assault her when she you know got over her head injury. Yeah, and he it was awful un- to Jessica. He did un- uh, t- tried to take Jessica's bikini top off in, in a lake. Oh my god, that was him! Yeah. I thought that was Scott. I got, you're right, it was Bruce. It yeah, was. that was playing with fire. It was, yeah. My god. Yeah. So. He's got history. Mm. But we're told that he's been glued to Regina's side and nobody's ever seen him like this. No, no. Todd comes over and gives Elizabeth a kiss on the tip of her nose. I had a note of that. I knew I, what I, exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> it's a quarter of a connect, a third of a the connect third. The dots it's kiss. the middle of the uh, connect the dots kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says Bruce and Regina could do a booth at the carnival and call it Beauty and the Beast. Ha! Liz, Liz is worried. She says, "I'm just worried because not all guys are as wonderful as you are." Oh, they are disgusting. And Todd says he just hopes the beast doesn't break the beauty's heart. Wow. Um, for some reason they're having the committee meeting in the cafe, in the cafeteria. Yeah. It's Liz, Todd, Enid and Winston. Well, actually what they're doing is they're brainstorming ideas for the carnival meeting later on. Yeah, it's so like a pre-meeting. They're basically having a meeting the... about the meeting. Yeah, yeah, a meeting about the meeting. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Um, Winston is being a little shit he's pounding empty milk cartons at people so that drops of milk hit them in the face yeah like sometimes he's not funny he's just annoying yeah I feel like if if you were sat at that table you'd be like for fuck's sake give it it a rest he is the embarrassing friend at your table that you're like stop because I'm fed up of apologising for you like there's being funny and then there's just being annoying yeah yeah absolutely Um, and he's also complaining about the food arrangements for for the carnival Um, and I made a note of you know the starch king complaining about the uh, (laughs) complaining about the food not enough starch not enough starch starch in this no and Olivia and Roger come over and they ask how it's going and Winston says he's had a good idea. He's going to let people throw pies at him for a dollar. 
<laughs> Got her a throw. Um, I like that Olivia says that um, she doesn't think that art and food should mix. Because <laughs> she's the um, arts editor, right? Yeah. For the Oracle as well. Yeah. That's why she dresses funny. Of course, on. she's got that offbeat style. Yeah. So they've all stopped listening, though, because they're watching Bruce pull out a chair for Regina. Yeah. It's like the most basic things, but with Bruce, they're <laughs> just like, oh my God, I can't believe he's act- yeah. treating her like a human being. Yeah, Roger and Olivia say he's like a new person because when Olivia phoned up for Roger last night, he actually spoke to her and asked how she was. Yeah, yeah. So it's not low like he's... standards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the bar is set very low with Bruce, but I guess it's not just it's not just Regina. <clears throat> he's treating everyone different. Yeah, it's like he's had a whole personality change. Yeah, like he's in love almost. So across the cafeteria. Lila and Jessica are also watching Regina and Bruce and smirking. Yes. Jessica says it'll only last a week. And, of course, Lila is still bitter towards Regina. Yes. Because of the Ingenue magazine article. Yeah, I guess that and her wealth. And because she's rich, she's beautiful, and she's actually nice. And she's nice, which I guess gives her one up on Lila, doesn't it? Yeah. She says um, she can't imagine anyone being interested in Regina for even a week and that she looks ridiculous in her purple dress. You'd think she was colourblind, not deaf. Wow. <laughs> Seem like to remember that. someone else used to be quite into purple once seem, upon a time. Seem to remember they? an entire group of people, an entire club based around the colour <laughs> purple. <laughs> Jessica says Bruce is the one who looks ridiculous. And Lila says Regina's boring. Kara's told her that he takes Regina everywhere he goes and Jessica says he's probably sneaking off to see one of his college girls when she studies yeah one of the many one of his girls <laughs> one of his girls yeah that we said his mother probably paid for yes we did I think I think we did say that she's paying for their tuition if yeah they, <laughs> yeah if flirt with her son Lila says that he's even invited Regina to the Patman's mansion for dinner yeah, and this causes Jessica to reflect on um, <clears throat> how she desperately tried to save Roger from uh, social disaster um, and, and you know, to try and get in with the Patman family, yeah. but failed. She'd always wanted to be accepted by the Patmans, mm-hmm. and she almost was until Olivia ruined it with her Indian cotton dresses and funny sandals. <laughs> That's what it says. Lila carries on talking. She says, Bruce also bought Regina an expensive ruby pendant. And she says... Um, he never bought you anything like that, did he, Jessica? Yeah, and and like Jess is like really bitter about that. But I was a bit confused because <clears throat> I thought that Lila's also dated Bruce in the past. It was mentioned yeah. in Playing with Fire, I think, but we didn't ever see it happen. Right, because it's like, well, did he ever get you anything expensive, Lila? Like you dated? Yeah, you know. But yeah, so Jess is obviously really bitter about this um, because it, I, I guess Jessica doesn't hates the the <clears throat> idea that. Actually, maybe he does love her, and he is actually being nice to someone. Yeah, it's not her. Yeah, she thinks uh, she bets they won't be talking by the day of the carnival, which is two weeks away. So Lila proposes an actual bet, the first of many bets in this book, but not for money because her father says that's vulgar. Yeah, and then Jess, I like the book says like, like Jess thinks like, well, then what's the point of betting? Like, money's the only thing. She suggests that whoever wins will write the other person's term paper. Yeah. So Jessica's been stressing about this term paper since the start of the book. 
because um, a high percentage of her final grade depends on it. And she's bothered to do 0% of it so yeah, far. Yeah, and she's yeah. having real trouble apparently thinking of a subject or something. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I'm assuming she was planning on just copying Liz. <laughs> but she can't say no to Lila, um, so they shake on it. But she thinks she may as well hang herself if she loses. I, I got a note of that. It's like she literally says she might as well hang herself. Yeah. We cut to Lila in her lime green triumph. She's downtown visiting her father at his office. She's 15 minutes early, so she decides to watch the construction workers working on the new building that her father is having built. Now, I was a bit confused by this. So, apparently her dad wants to talk to her about something. So she's driven all the way down there to find to wait outside his office to talk to him. And it's like, why don't you just talk to her at home? Yeah, or on like, the phone. Why is this even a thing? But okay, yeah, in any case, she's there. So um, yeah, so she starts <clears throat> looking, you know, looking at the construction workers. One of them catches her eye. Mm. He's about eighteen or nineteen, with strong, muscly arms that rippled as he lifted the heavy slabs of concrete. Oh boy! When he smiles at her, she surprises herself by smiling back. Yeah, she's like, she's surprised that she's smiling at a peasant. She thinks she doesn't usually give construction workers the time of day. I she must be off. slipping. He comes over and introduces himself as Jack. And she says, I'm Lila Fowler. And, and he's uh, not impressed. Yeah, she tells him the building he's working on is her father's. Yeah. Yeah, and she's surprised because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he just doesn't care. He's like, okay. And then he says he has to get back to work. But she admits to herself she wouldn't mind running into him again. Yeah, this... this this guy is like challenged everything that Lila thought mm-hmm. about construction workers. Like it's blown her mind that this he's like, Oh my God, he's actually a person, a human. <laughs> and apparently it says, it says she thinks what a strange young man. Yeah. It's not strange. Not a young man. He's, he's like 19 and you're 16. Yeah. What kind of 16 year old calls anybody a young man? Yeah. Let alone someone older it's, than It's them. quite condescending though, isn't it? Yeah. Which is the kind of thing I expect Lila to yeah. think, you know? It's probably so, like she heard her mum say it, so. Yeah. Or mum's not around, but yeah. Oh yeah, of course. So we catch the carnival meeting. Mr. Collins is of course involved. Of course. We're reminded how he looks like Robert Redford. Again, descriptions in this book. <clears throat> they go, go they go right back. He tells them that Regina's mother, Skye, is going to be their parent advisor. So Elizabeth needs to arrange a meeting with her so that they can share their ideas. Yeah. And then Elizabeth takes over the meeting. She puts Olivia in charge of prizes and decorations. Good call. Um, and Mr. Fowler has donated lumber to make the stalls. So big, strong Ken Matthews volunteers to arrange that. Yeah. Regina and Enid say they'll take charge of refreshments and Roger and Todd are going to sort out the games. Liz says, that's everyone sorted then. What about (laughs) irritating Winston? Yeah, Winston's like, hello, what about (laughs) me? That was a bit out of order. It was out of order, yeah. Maybe she was just so sick of him in the cafeteria. She's like, I'm just going to ignore you. Ignore him and hope he goes away. Yeah, yeah. But she does suggest he can be the master of ceremonies, and he loves this idea. Yeah, he's going to borrow his dad's tux. Yeah, and he'll get to talk loads. So yeah, yeah, make a proud of himself. Get attention. Yeah. They adjourn the meeting and head to the beach. And they Elizabeth, Mr. yeah, Collins. Elizabeth invites Mr. Collins along. <laughs> like, thank God he didn't go. But I was yeah. like, what the hell? Like, why would you invite a teacher along to your social? 
You wouldn't even think about it, would you? No. So they get to the beach and they start talking about how Ken couldn't be at the meeting because he's busy. Yeah. He's busy with election stuff. Yeah, so he's uh, <clears throat> he's running for president of the uh, Sweet Valley Centennial Student Committee. Whatever the fuck that is. Well, I'm assuming, <laughs> is it like a, a centennial celebration? Yeah, we get this centennial celebration. It's weird. This book's confusing because there's a... There's like two committees. So there's yeah. the committee that we're dealing with for this thing, the carnival, and then there's also this other committee for something that's yeah. coming up in the future. Because remember in the last book, the leaflets, uh, the pamphlets for the and the woman was saying to the twins, "You, you should help out something? for the centennial or a kissing committee. booth or a modelling thing or something." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it's a one-horse race at the moment. Ken is the only candidate. Yes, and they can't imagine anyone else doing it. Um, they're, they're like, oh, I'm pretty sure that Ken's going to win. Um, and I, I think he should win. I actually put a note here saying, I hope our little Ken gets it. He deserves it. Little Ken. Well, I, little he will always more. be little Ken to me. Ever since <laughs> twins, he will always be little Ken. He had quite a growth spurt. He did. He did at some point. Um, they do also point out at this uh, at this point in the book, they're, um, <clears throat> they uh, ask where George is, and Enid says that he's got his flying lessons. He's always wanted to fly, so he's mm. following his dreams. Interesting. Which I'm assuming is uh, is going somewhere. Some kind of hint for the future. But well, they do this all the time. They always put yeah. something in, don't they? Planting the seeds. We'll find out next year about that one. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you will. I yeah, you, you you already know. So yeah. And then Lila tells Jess all about the construction worker, but she skips the part about him being a construction worker. Yeah, yeah. She got you got to keep up appearances, of course. Jessica says, uh, "What's his last name?" Lila admits she doesn't know, and Jessica says maybe he's called Jack in the Box, Jack O'Lantern, or Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Hilarious. It's like the most childish thing yeah. ever. Yeah. But Lila says she doesn't need his last name. She'll find him again. I think she also says, like, he knows my last <clears throat> name. That's all that matters. Like, And of like, course she'll find him again because she knows where he works. Yeah. He's, he's basically going up through the chain. Ultimately, he's been hired by her dad. Yeah. So, yeah. They all spot Regina and Bruce hand in hand. Bruce is wearing one of his famous absurdly small bathing suits. (laughs) So not everything's changed. No, no, no. Well, I guess maybe teeny tiny shorts. Maybe hasn't had time to buy new shorts yet. They look happy, but Jessica vows to make sure they don't stay that way. Yeah, well, she can't afford to now. There's too much at stake. Mm. We cut to dinner at the Patman's house. Um. And as usual, Mrs. Patman is treating Regina like a two-year-old. She's awful. She's absolutely awful. Um, Regina does think as well, because Regina's family, I don't know if they're as wealthy as the Patmans, but they've got a lot of money. Um, And and I like that Regina's looking around this dining room and she's like, this dining room's ridiculous. Like, this table's huge. Yeah, they're sat at that same table that um, Roger sat at. Roger did, yeah. And they're both thinking the same. It's like made for about 100 people. Yeah. There's like five of them or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and Regina's like, we've got this kind of money, but we wouldn't do this. This is like so ridiculous. She's addressing Regina really slowly and loudly. Yeah, she's basically like Like, acting as if she's like, not only is she deaf, but she's also like really slow or something. Yeah. And she's exaggerating all of her words. Roger even asks her why she's shouting. Yeah. And she's like, I wasn't. What are you talking about? I'm just talking to this deaf girl. Yeah. <laughs> People do do that, don't they, yeah, sometimes? They do. Like, yeah. when someone's deaf, 
It's like they, you're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to hear you. No, no it doesn't shine. matter how loud you get. Yeah. The only people that are going to hear how loud you are is everyone else in the room that's going to get more and more annoyed with you. So mm. keep it down. And yeah, Regina thinks her home is warm and casual, unlike the Patman's foreboding style. Yeah, exactly. So warm and casual, she's got that like swimming pool attached to the room with the skylight and everything. Remember <laughs> well, yeah, when we I mean, went yeah. there for her party? Yeah, we went to the de- we saw the den and stuff. When she had the party for like people she didn't even know. That was the day I learned what the den was. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what a den was until that day. Well, now you know you're learning a lot I'm, through these. Books. I am learning a lot from Sweet Valley, especially about American life. <laughs> I know what going steady is. <clears throat> Mrs. Patman says she's heard that uh, Mrs. Morrow is the parent advisor for the carnival, and she haughtily comments that she hopes to take that position. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's a bit, a bit much, isn't it? Mm, and Regina explains that the PTA thought that you know because they're new in town, it would be a good way for Mrs. Morrow to meet people. And also, she has experience with handicapped children. Yeah, she's actually. literally she's the perfect one. candidate for this job. Yeah. Um, but she says any help is appreciated and she let us slip that Mr. Fowler has contributed the lumber. Yeah, which of course is not mm. going to sit well with the Patmans. Because they're always in competition with the Fowlers. I mean, it's like, this This annoys Mrs. Patman that they've done this. But it's like, Mrs. Patman, you realise this entire <clears throat> event, the whole thing, is for the Fowler Memorial Hospital. They're raising money yeah. part of the Fowler Memorial Hospital it's all about the Fowlers already yeah. like this shouldn't come as a surprise but obviously immediately she's like I'll help too I want yeah, to help yeah I want to help more Um, and then Regina thinks she's got a few screws loose she's not wrong she's there she's right after dinner Regina and Bruce head to Miller's Point yeah some things never change do they no it's still the place to be Um, she confesses to him she'd never kissed anyone before him yeah, he says uh, he says he loves her. Yeah, he says he wishes he could bring back her hearing with a kiss. Yeah, yeah, he starts kissing her earlobe, <laughs> and he tells her how brave she is, and she's like, "I'm not brave." Yeah, he says he kisses her earlobe, and he's like, "I wish I could bring your hearing back." And it's like she's been deaf since birth, you dickhead. <laughs> it's not going to come back. It's not no coming back. It's <laughs> it's never been there. Well, yeah, yeah, good point. And she says she's happy in Sweet Valley. She's finally living a normal life. And she tells him how he's been the first person that's broken down her walls that usually exist between her and everybody else. Yeah, and of course the same could be said for Bruce. <clears throat> yeah, they vow that nothing will come between them. Yeah. Bruce says. Um, Bruce also says that um, he, he doesn't know what he did before he met Regina. And I was like, well... We know what you we did. We know what you did, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> so, cut to the morrows. We find out that Mrs. Patman has called Sky, and she's offered to match the money that the carnival raises. Yeah. So, of course, rather than like helping out in any practical way, you know, giving like, time uh, or yeah, giving like, volunteering at a stall. Yeah. Like she just throws money just throws, at it. That's throws money answer. that's nothing to them anyway. Just yeah. Like oh, you know. Mrs. Morrow isn't comfortable with this because she says, uh, she tells her husband that Mrs. Patman made it sound like a competition. Yeah, and she was also really patronising mm-hmm. about Regina. She said she hoped, was it? I think, I'm sure you've got the quote. It was something, I know. Yeah, vaguely, she kept talking but... about Regina and her little problem. Yeah, oh my God. 
Someone she kept calling Olivia Rogers little friend. Little friend, yeah. Um, and she was talking about how like she has two heads. Yeah, but Mr. Morrow, <clears throat> you know, he is a bit more sensible, a bit more kind of cool about it, and he says, "Look, the kids at the hospital aren't going to care where the money comes from. Yeah, they'll just be thankful to have it." Um, and um, and then Nicholas is all like, "You know, you're doing a great job." Yeah, and then she ruffles Nicholas's hair and she says, "Thanks, handsome." Yeah. A bit weird. That is a bit weird. Like an 18-year-old boy. So you might do that to like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that, that treating an 18-year-old that way might make them a bit odd, but we already know that Nicholas Morrow Yeah, this is could explain odd. a lot. It could. I'm starting to see, you know... Why he's such a I think the more, Yeah, I think the more <laughs> we meet certain characters' parents, the more we're like, okay. <laughs> so um, she says she's got a headache and she's going to go upstairs and have a lie down. Yeah, and Nicholas expresses his concern over these headaches to his dad mm, apparently she's been getting a lot of them mm. and then we get um a really 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 long backstory we do curtain sky it goes into every detail oh, the whole life i haven't written everything down no i've not put any of it down actually <laughs> i've just put basically um <clears throat> sky morrow was a model was a model she took some pills to lose weight for a job which called caused regina's deafness Sky has never forgiven herself for modelling uh, and gave up modelling after this. That, that's okay. that's my summary of about like two, two and a half pages. I've gone into slightly more detail yeah. than you. So I've said, um, yeah, so he was a professional footballer. She was a top model. She travelled yep. the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Nicholas. Kurt used his football earnings to start a computer business. Yes, we learned that so in rich. a previous book, didn't we? Um, and Sky gave up modelling and became pregnant with Regina. But a few weeks into the pregnancy, she was offered a modelling contract from a or modelling job from a top New York magazine. Mm-hmm. So she decided to do one last job. But the shoot was a swimwear shoot, and the magazine gave her less than a month to lose ten pounds. Fucking disgusting. That's really unhealthy. Yeah. She took diet pills, and the diet pills damaged Regina's ear tissue. So mm. yeah, she's never forgiven herself, and she suffered blinding headaches as a result of the guilt. Yeah, so the the headaches, um, and I think later they, she even says that like she's been to the doctors and the doctor says nothing wrong. It's it's all just out of guilt. Yeah, yeah. And since the ingenue shoot, uh, they flared up again because she was reminded of the modelling and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Kurt tells Nicholas maybe there's something they can do. Yeah, and then he picks up the phone. Picks up the phone, and then we leave it on a Cussie. cliffhanger. Yeah. Later on, Regina gets home at eleven thirty p.m. from Miller's Point. Of course. The whole family are waiting for her in the family room with champagne. Yeah. Um, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this this is so awkward. Kurt raises a toast to her and he explains he read about a case in San Francisco similar to hers last year. Yeah. Another San Francisco reference. I know, it's always San Francisco. It is, it's isn't weird. It, in these books. Yeah. Twins as well. Um, so, yeah, this boy in San Francisco got his hearing completely restored. Yes, and he was in a similar situation to her, deaf since birth, I think. Yeah. Same same kind of situation. He'd sent the doctor Regina's medical records, and uh, apparently this thing can only work in about one in a thousand cases. But the doctor said uh, Regina's an ideal candidate. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but there's a catch. She'll have to go and live in Switzerland for a year. Yeah. Of course, she can't bear to leave Bruce, so uh, she tells him to forget it, and she storms out. She goes red and runs out of the room. <clears throat> yeah. Um, though, I, I, I did make a note here that 
it's uh, like okay fine but the way they went about doing this was not the best no like they, she walks in and they're literally popping corks on champagne and like oh to, to regina congratulations regina and it's like what it's like yeah you're going to switzerland for a year it's like do you want to maybe sit down and talk to her ask her if she wants to do it before popping yeah. the bloody champagne you know it was a bit much it's a bit much um we should also point out that when regina comes in she's got a fancy pendant from bruce oh yeah yeah the ruby pendant so the next day, Regina rides to school with Bruce. She's decided there's no point in telling him about it. Um, but he probably noticed... that from Liz. Yeah. Don't tell your boyfriend anything. He notices she's quiet, though, and uh, he says he sometimes worries she's changed her mind about him. Yeah. Maybe he's, she... like, thinking, I sometimes worry you find out I tried to rape your friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sometimes worry that you find out my past is a sexual predator. <laughs> but she reassures him that will never happen. After school, Elizabeth goes to her meeting with Skye. Yeah. Uh, she goes to the Mario's house, but when Skye eventually answers the door, she's um, she's a dishevelled mess. Yeah, this is weird. She she tells Liz that she was feeling ill, so she sent the servants home. And I was like, if I had servants... And I was ill, I'd keep them Like, there. being ill is the time I'd want them the most. Yeah. I'd be like, no, no, you're staying. Bring like, me soup. Yeah. Bring me magazines. <laughs> So she invites Elizabeth in. She explains about the headaches, but she begs her not to mention them to Regina. Yes, yeah, so she explains the whole reason for the headaches and everything. But she's like, please don't, don't, you know, don't tell my daughter. Yeah, and she tells her about Switzerland, about the diet pills. Yeah, and she tells this 16-year-old she's only just she met. She dumps on this All kid. of her personal problems. Yeah. Well, Liz has just got one of those trustworthy faces, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, she asks if Elizabeth could try and persuade Regina to go to Switzerland. And Liz isn't sure about this. Well, yeah. I mean, Liz Liz does think, like, well, she's in love with Bruce now. Like, I'm not even sure I could convince her if she, you know, it's like, it's a difficult situation. And to her credit, she doesn't actually commit to convincing her. She just says, no. if she talks to me, I will suggest. Yeah. Cut to Sweet Valley High. Jessica and Ken are having a chat on the lawn. Yeah, Jess has been waiting for Cara and she's, like, fuming that Cara's running late. Um, and, yeah, she meets Ken. Ken tells her that the election is no longer a one-horse race. There's another candidate. Oh, my God. It's Bruce Patman. What? So Ken's really pissed off about this. Because he says the Patmans will probably pay for a campaign manager. It's true. And TV time. It's true. Given given how Mrs. Patman's been about her darling son. Yeah. You could totally imagine that being the case. And, like us, Jessica can't believe anybody will care so much about this ridiculous election i agree yeah i totally agree but she doesn't want to be rude about it so she doesn't say anything yeah she doesn't say anything but it does <clears throat> give her a a little idea Mm-hmm. because ken tells her bruce has become so much more popular since he's been dating regina and um maybe it will help him win give him yeah. an edge so she decides she's going to convince regina that bruce is only with her to win the election yeah she runs home to put a plan into action. None of this works. No, I know. But fine. <laughs> like, you know, fine. Well, none of it should work, but somehow it works. Yeah. So yeah. she, at home, uh, there's another carnival meeting in the Wayfield's <sighs> backyard. Yeah. So, like, basically, wherever Elizabeth is in this book, there is a meeting about the carnival happening. Yeah. Like, it's like she could be at Miller's Point with Todd 
<laughs> but they'd also be having a carnival yeah. meeting at the same time. I mean, they even have meetings about the meeting. Yeah, they, they're literally <laughs> having meetings think. about the meeting now. Yeah. Jessica rushes in. She tells everyone she's got a great idea for the carnival. <gasps> oh my god! A mother and daughter fashion show starring Sky and Regina. Yeah. Liz says to her that Sky won't go for it, but Jessica promises that she'll convince her. I, I like that when Jessica suggests it, Liz is immediately like, I don't think you could convince Alice to do that yeah. with you. And then like Jess is like, I'm not that vain. It's like, you, you are. <laughs> you are. But fine. But of course, she only wants an excuse to talk Speak. to Sky and Regina exactly. so that she can try start work on Regina. Yeah. Convincing her Bruce is using her. Yeah. So we cut to the morrows. Um, there's a guest waiting for Regina when she gets home. Oh yes, she's dropped off by uh, by Bruce, and then she comes into the house and she finds Nicholas with some dude called Donald Essex. Another Donald. <laughs> Although actually, the first Donald of Sweet Valley High, we had a Donald in Twins. Yeah, in High. Yeah. Donald Zimmerberger, or whatever Zim- the, he was called. The Zimberger Special. Yeah. Zellweger. I don't know. So, yeah, I can't remember. Said. Yeah. I loved that one. That was a, oh, that was a really good twins book. <laughs> um, so this is like, I, I was like, this is getting even worse now. So this guy greets her in sign language. Yes, point out he does. She's confused. She's confused. Um, so that case in San Francisco. To add pressure to Regina, they've now paid to fly that kid <laughs> to stay at their house and talk to her. I'd be like, like this is a ridiculous amount of pressure to put on her now. Like, yeah. Now you're literally flying the, the the one case that worked down to see her. It's like, guys, don't want to do it. Like, just mm. leave me alone. Like, she says over and over again to them as well. Like, she's polite about it, but she does say over and over again, I'm really happy now. I feel like I've got my life here. I feel like I've got a life. I'm, I'm really pretty good. torn because, like, on the one hand, I, I don't think that she, for a guy she should miss a chance to get her hearing back i agree i just but think the way they go about it is quite heavy-handed part a part of me is like well she could have this in a year's time this procedure yeah you know, she could finish high school and then have it yeah but then i'm like well, what, what if anything. it's too late by then but then at the same time she's accepted her disability she doesn't see herself exactly. as a victim yeah. she doesn't see it as a problem so it's like she, she doesn't, doesn't know any other way she doesn't need it yeah. no and it turns out luckily turns out that donald is lovely yeah they got on really well and he says he's not going to pressure her because he knows it's scary yeah but she says it's not that and then she's got to go and get ready for her date but she says i'll talk more tomorrow yeah so <clears throat> jess meanwhile <clears throat> is asking to use liz's phone because she can't find the one in her room it's mm. just buried under clothes and rubbish I mean, I'm sure she could follow the extension cords and find it, but I guess that's too much trouble. Might be cordless. Oh my god, yeah, it might be cordless, actually. Or was that not invented then? No, no, you might be right. I think you might be right. Probably was. <sighs> but she calls the Morrows and she asks to speak to Regina. Liz <laughs> is like, what? Yeah. Liz immediately looks she at her like, her disbelief. what are you doing? Yeah, Because Mrs. Morrow reminds her, like, Regina's deaf. Yeah, my daughter's deaf. <laughs> since birth oh my god so she arranges to go over in half an hour instead um and um yeah she's gonna go over and uh it's time for another bet so liz bets jess she's like 
You'll never convince her. If you can convince Sky and Regina to model, then I will clean your room. It's like, okay. So this book is full of bets. People and this bet goes nowhere, though. No, it doesn't. They never mention it again. I was really surprised. I thought they were going to come back to it, but mm-hmm. yeah, never got brought up again. And um, she, so she goes over because she obviously, she wants to go and start manipulating Regina. Yeah. It says she hasn't felt this good in days. Mm-hmm. Like an actual psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, She's like, like, oh, this I'm is I'm going great. to fuck up someone's life. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. It's been so I've long felt since this I've done this. I've felt good in days. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time she fucked up someone's life? I'm trying to think now. It was probably... Pretty um, much every book, isn't it? That's true. I was thinking maybe Betsy martin yeah. was probably the last time she really got to screw with someone's life so no, it's been a little while she screwed with caroline's life in the last book oh no you're right <laughs> in love yeah letters. so like that's probably like last week like her and lila properly screwed with caroline yeah they did actually it is fair. every book it is every book so it's not like you know i guess it's the highlight of every week for her when she gets yeah. to screw someone's life up when jessica arrives she tells sky and regina about the fashion show um she says she can get the clothes from lisette's yeah, like after that shoplifting sets. debacle, like. Well, yeah, I guess maybe I she'll get someone else give to you go. clothes. No, I wouldn't have thought so. But um, Sky actually agrees to do it. Yeah, and this really surprises Regina. Um, and Elizabeth does not clean Jessica's room. No, no, like you said, the bet goes nowhere. They bring it up, and then it doesn't happen. And I was waiting for the payoff. It never happens. Um, Jess also notices <clears throat> that um, Regina's got a really lovely looking bracelet. Um, and of course, Regina tells her that it's from Bruce, and this absolutely cements it in Jess's mind. Bruce actually is in love with this girl. So she says, it just goes to show you shouldn't listen to rumours. The minute people see a happy couple, they suggest idiotic things. Yes, and of course, bait thrown out there. Regina can't like, ignore that. Yeah, she's like, what do you mean? Yeah, Well, and, you would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, um, hang yeah. on a minute. <laughs> like, and Jessica's like, Oh, forget it. You know, it's nothing. And then she just tells her. Yeah, yeah. She's like, but since you asked. Yeah. She tells her all about the election. And it turns out that Regina didn't even know about the election. Yeah, so everyone is stupid in this book. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, And she says what Ken told her about um, Regina increasing Bruce's chances of winning. Yeah. And Regina realises what she's getting at. But she just laughs and she's like, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I completely agree. And Jessica says, well, it is strange that you didn't know about the election, though. Yeah, which is weird. That is weird. But there is some weird reason. There is some stupid reason. Yeah. Um, But Jessica's satisfied. She's planted the seed in Regina's mind. So she takes off smiling. But then she doesn't get very far. She gets to uh, start the car and it won't start. She's got car problems. And I was wondering if this is the beginning. Are we getting planting the seeds to get the Jeep? Oh, not for a long time. Okay, it's not then. It's just a coincidence. Um, <laughs> but uh, she is uh, helped to get the car started by lovely Donald, who Jess immediately flirts with. Yeah, of course. She asks him to stick around for the carnival. Yeah. And then uh, she drives away. She thinks, what a good day she's had. She's convinced Regina and Sky to model. She's met a mysterious out-of-towner. <laughs> and she started shit between a happy couple. She's ruined someone's life. Yeah. <laughs> What a great day. Double plus good day. So the next day, Regina wakes up. She's a bit worried about what Jessica's told her. She's had some time to reflect. Yeah, yeah. She's, you know. But she thinks, like, I'll just speak to Bruce and clear things up and it'll all be fine. Yeah. Because that day they're going on a picnic together. They are, yeah. She has breakfast with Donald and he asks about her bracelet. She says it came from a friend and he's like, 
a special friend. Yeah. That sounds really creepy. It does sound really creepy. And he's like, "Is has this special friend got anything to do with your decision not to go to Switzerland? And she doesn't answer, so he tells her a little story. So he takes that as a yes. Yeah. He says he decided not to go at first as well because he just started seeing a girl. Yeah, Rosemary. He hid it from Rosemary. <clears throat> and when she found out, uh, she finished with him because she was so angry. So he went after all. And he tells her to consider it very carefully. Yeah, which I think is sensible. Yeah. She should really think this through. So she goes on a romantic picnic with Bruce. Um, She can't bring up the election. She tries to drop hints. Like, she even asks about Ken. Like, she says, oh, yeah, about Ken running for the president. And, and he just doesn't react. Yeah. He doesn't give her any... Uh... So on the way home, she's got to say something. She, <laughs> she absolutely flips her shit here. <laughs> Yeah, well, when she asks him, she says she's heard about the election and asks why he didn't tell her. And he gets really defensive. He gets weird, right? So the reason... He says, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, he says he doesn't want to talk about it. And and we're told in Bruce's mind, right? Mm-hmm. The reason he doesn't want to tell her is because she'll be, I think it was like, quote, devastated for him if he lost. Yeah. So he was just going to keep it quiet and it would be a nice surprise if he won. And he, Yeah, he wanted to surprise her when he won. But, it's um, like that's so weird. If I was doing something, I'd be like, oh, "Yeah, I'm doing this." Yeah. Like, you know, Plus, once you hear about it, anyway, it's, it's a big event in the town. <laughs> you know, not not literally hear about. <laughs> Sorry, it. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> help. I couldn't help. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh. "You know what I mean?" Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But um. See, at this point, like he he should just tell her that. Yeah. But like like always in Suit Valley, he doesn't tell her. No, no, he, he won't. doesn't explain himself. You've got to keep a secret. You've got to keep it secret and not tell anyone. He just tells her again to drop it, which obviously makes her think, "Oh my god, Jessica was right." But I, and even if he was like doing this, I'd still be like, "This, like, two in two does not equal five. Like, how are you? <laughs> is like even despite this, how are you arriving at this answer? Yeah, like, it's like okay, so he's hiding this presidency thing from you, which makes no sense. But even if he is. That doesn't prove that the only reason he's with you is to try and win the presidency. Those are two separate things. But she's like... I can kind of see why she would think that, though. Maybe. Maybe. If it's being hidden from her, you well, know, yeah, I mean, you would I think, well, yeah. why the fuck wouldn't my boyfriend tell me this? That is like, a reasonable question, because yeah, it is there's, bizarre. There's no logical reason you, you could think of why he wouldn't no, just tell her. No, it's bizarre. So she absolutely goes insane yeah, she flips. She out. really does go insane. She insane. throws like, the wow. bracelet at him and the and the she, and the pendant, yeah. and she tells him, "I'm wise to you, <laughs> and I never want to see you again." And he's just like, "What, what, what the, fuck? the hell?" Yeah. I just went for a nice picnic. I, I know, understand. I know. He's like really confused. <laughs> yeah. But he angrily tells her that she's as messed up as every other girl in Sweet Valley. Yeah, and he, he even says like she's. He thought she was special and the one for him. Mm. And then he speeds off. Yeah. Later on, Elizabeth and Todd arrive at the Morrows to see Regina and Skye. God. The only person there is Donald. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. so stupid. So Donald answers the door, and obviously he thinks Elizabeth is Jessica. Yes. He doesn't know she's a twin. Mm. So he acts like, you know, really familiar with her. 
And he asks her if the invite to the carnival is still open. Yeah, and Liz is like, I don't understand. And meanwhile, Todd stood there. Like just fucking fuming. fuming. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely fuming. <laughs> Why? Now, I, I have to, like, <laughs> at this point, and this gets more ridiculous as this part goes on. Yeah. But, like, Liz knew that Jess was going to see the Morris. I know. Literally yesterday. Also, even if she didn't, if someone came up to me, if I had a twin and someone came up to me and my twin also lived in met. the same place that I never met and was like, oh, hey, are we still going to that thing? I'd mm. be like, I think you mean yeah. my brother. Like, you wouldn't just be I like, know. I'm so confused by this. So she tells him he's made a mistake and she, um, she's never met him. And uh, But she doesn't point out that she's got no. a twin. And he's like, oh, sure. And he winks at her. Yeah. Because he thinks that, like... She's playing. She's lying because of Todd. Yeah. And then Todd, like, when they get in the car, <laughs> Todd is fucking he's furious. Like, absolutely fuming. But, like, again, they have this huge argument. And it's like, at no point does either one of them go... I know. Maybe it's your twin. So stupid. I mean, even he Alice did... apparently looks like them. Maybe it was Alice. <laughs> He demands to know who that was, and uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth says, "I've never met him," but he he just won't listen. No, and, and like I said, neither of them put this puzzle together. No, and then when we get to a Monday morning at school, he's still pissed off at her. Yeah, he's fuming. He hasn't met her in the car park for their usual uh, good morning kiss. Yeah, no kiss on the nose today. He hasn't called her all weekend. <laughs> like he's absolutely furious. No, no, he's just absolutely fuming. Regina comes over and uh, she asks Liz if they can have a private chat. So they go to the Oracle office, of course. Liz, uh, Liz notices that Regina looks aged. <laughs> That's what it said, apparently. <laughs> she tells Elizabeth she can't do the fashion show because she's going to Switzerland on Friday. Yeah, I was really confused by this because it was like, it, the when they find out, they, they say, oh no, this doctor's really busy. You'd have to go to Switzerland. And that was like, oh, you just booked it like a day later. It's like, wow, hmm. like you can't be that busy. You've just like immediately scheduled it in. Yeah. But she doesn't want anyone to find out she's going, not even Bruce. Um, and then she tells Elizabeth what's happened. That's a bit of a dick thing to do, if I'm honest. What is? Well, it's like all of your friends. You're just going to disappear and not tell them that you're going. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like you might want to at least tell them, like, "Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm mm. leaving to have this treatment." I'd, as I guess your she friend, hasn't really I'd been there that know. long. She hasn't really lived there that long, has she? Yeah, true. But um, when she tells Elizabeth what happened, Elizabeth says she could kill Bruce. Yeah, she's Liz is like I always knew he was a prick. This, this yeah, she that's it. like concerned, but I bet she's absolutely loving it. She's like, "Oh, I was right." You know? Yeah, uh, it should be pointed out as well that Regina says everything except that it was Jessica that told her. Yeah, she leaves that bit out. Don't know why. Yeah, but she does. Um, and Liz promises she won't tell anyone. But a few hours <laughs> but, later, at lunchtime, but it's Liz, so. she tells Mister Collins straight away. Yeah, and Mister Collins, we we got that we got it back. It's been missing for a few books, but we got the Mister Collins, Mister Collins advice, advice. It's mm. back. Um, he tells her that people can change and that she should wait until she has all the facts. She's only heard one side of the mm. story. But like, she's telling Mr. Collins how much she hates Bruce. And it's like, just why go on about it now? Regina's leaving the country. Yeah, it's kind of irrelevant you at know, this point. They've split yeah. up. Just there, there's What else is there to say? Yeah. You hate Bruce, but he's not going to be with Regina. She's going to be gone. He's, he's going to be gone, yeah. It's irrelevant. <clears throat> but like, she's still obsessed with the situation. Mm. Yeah. It's like the situation's done. They're just, yeah unhealthy obsession. is it done or is it yeah well but um later on at home 
she tells Jessica that Regina's broke up with Bruce and Jessica's over the moon. For for a number of reasons. Hmm. And then Jessica asks her if she met Donald when she was at the Morrows. And <laughs> oh my god. The penny finally drops. I used exactly that phrase in my notes. <laughs> the penny finally drops. Yeah. Liz rushes in to call Todd. And it's like, for what? how did you leave it this many days without even asking? Oh my god, I know. So the next day at school, Jessica is so deliriously happy about winning the bet. She even says hello to Winston. Yeah, That's she lowers how happy herself she is. to saying hello to Winston. And Winston's conducting a survey on what would be more satisfying to throw in his face, whipped cream or lemon pie. Now, I would have said lemon pie. I would have said whipped cream. Uh, well, you would have won, because apparently it's like 57, 50 odd votes. 57 votes to 14, yeah. if anyone cares, um, with whipped cream in the lead. Yeah. Jessica finds Lila and she gloats at her. Yeah. And Lila says, gloating is vulgar. Lila says everything's vulgar. She does. It's like her favourite word. Gambling's vulgar. Modelling's vulgar. Gloating's vulgar. Yeah, we could have a tally of of things that Lila (laughs) found and thinks are vulgar. (laughs) Um, So then Jess starts worrying that Lila's going to give her a bad grade. And it's like... Of course she is. Yeah, obviously she is. She's not going to, like... Make her have a huge effort on someone else's work. Is no, she? and she even says that she's going to go um, to look for Jack at the construction site instead of going to the library. Yeah, and Jess starts really worrying that like she's going to be screwed by Lila, yeah. and it's like just write it yourself. Yeah, that worry, just do like, it yourself. This, this is not a problem. Just do I it yourself. I wouldn't trust her to no. do my schoolwork. I never would have made this bet. It's a stupid bet. No. So meanwhile, we cut to Todd. He's kissing Elizabeth's ear out on the lawn. Yeah. And they're just laughing about how stupid they are. Yeah. They, oh, God. Todd says that bre- the what best we part like? about breaking up is making up. Um, and he said, Liz says that this is the weirdest argument they've ever had. And I'm not sure because they've had some really weird fucking yeah. like, falling outs. But it might be. It's up there. It's, it's probably my stupid one. It's, yeah, it's probably literally over nothing. Yeah. But then, again, Liz starts going on and on about how angry she is at Bruce. Yeah, well... Just fucking leave it. What is the point now? What is the point? And also, Todd does actually say, like, I actually, I'm not sure. I think Bruce Mm. might have actually been in love with her. Yeah. He says uh, he has looked pretty miserable the last couple of days. Yeah, and we know that Todd hates Bruce. So even Todd is like, even I have to accept. Yeah. You know. Then speak of the devil, Bruce comes over. Yeah. And he asks if Liz can go to his house later to talk. And Todd, even though Bruce tried to rape her, encourages this. Yeah, like, he gives her like a pat yeah. on the shoulder, like a, a, a like, go for it. An encouraging it. pat. Yeah. Like, you know, if if someone tried to rape your girlfriend and the, the rapist was like, you know, come to my house later on alone, you'd be like, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I, I think want. you really should. Also, if I was her, I'd be like, I'll meet you in public. Yeah. In, like, yeah. the most public place I can find, please. But later on, they're on the Patman patio, oh, and God. Um, Bruce he, says, I know how you feel about me, and he, I don't blame you. He says, I I know I've done some pretty obnoxious things. I was like, what, like, attempted rape? Yeah. Like, That's all forgotten about now. I know! Though, in, it's like, they the did mention it books. in the book very briefly, but it is, like, pretty much forgotten about. It's like, that was a huge they thing. Have, like really normalized it and mm. it's it's quite bad actually it's like this is a huge thing i know it was a different time then though but maybe like, nowadays but even so, like nowadays that would that is not normal uh, you are right we're looking at it 
with like 2021 yeah. sensibilities but it I'd was... imagine even in the 80s well, like he did get think. quite rough with her on that bed he did so he no, pinned he did. her down and he, really did. he said to her you're not leaving until I get what I want yeah yeah stuff. she had to like literally fight him off it was really yeah. bad it's mm. not even like he was like being inappropriate it was like no no it was it was rough mm. but anyway she's gone to his house now yeah and he he says uh he begs her to tell him if she knows why Regina broke up with him because he actually has no idea. No, and he's actually in love with her. He says that it was all different with Regina. So she thinks like he seems to be telling the truth. So she explains why Regina broke up with him and he's shocked. Yeah. And then he says um, that he only signed up for the election five days ago. Yeah. Like way after he got together with Regina. Yeah. So how can he be... How could he have got with her with that intention? Yes, and I would point out that everyone knew that mm. because they all knew that Ken was the only person running in the race. Yeah. So, like, Liz and everyone should have immediately been like, mm. that doesn't add up. And he explains how he wanted to surprise Regina when he won because he's been so happy to be in Sweet Valley since he met her and he wants to give something back to the town. Oh, great. So he is, like, you know, he is actually trying <clears throat> to be a better person now. Yeah, and he gives a big speech about how he's changed. Um, and then he says, I've got to go and explain to Regina. But, but Liz, Liz has is something like, to yeah. tell him. Liz is like, before you go, there's something you should know. Yeah. And she tells him all about Switzerland. And he actually starts crying. Yes, he, he's he's obviously sad at the thought of her going, but he's also really happy that mm. she's going to get the treatment she needs. That night he has a sleepless one. Um. And then at 2am he decides to write Regina a letter. Have you got the letter? I have got the letter. Excellent, excellent. Give me a sec. Um, yeah, so it feels like Bruce is actually, you know, he's, he's, he's changing. So he writes her this letter. It says, Dear Regina, by the time you read this, it will be too late for you to change your mind about the treatments. And you mustn't change your mind, my dearest. Not for anything. Elizabeth told me everything. And I must admit that at first all I could think of was rushing over to your house and putting things right again. I never cared about anything but you. I signed up to run in the election last Thursday, exactly five days ago. I was wrong not to mention it to you at the, t- at the time, but I wanted to surprise you if I won. I can't believe you could ever imagine my using you. I love you with all my heart and I always will. In fact, it's because I love you that I can't explain all of this to you before Friday. If there's the slightest chance that you might be able to hear again one day, after these treatments, you must go through with them. I'm not selfish enough to let you stay in Sweet Valley for my sake, Regina. But I'm too selfish to let you go thinking badly of me. You must know that I've loved you with all my heart from the first. And that's it. And then he manages to get a good night's sleep, having kind of written the letter. I should point out, though, could you imagine if, like, um, I don't know, on Monday, I was like, I've got a surprise <clears throat> for you on Friday. I've got a really good surprise for you. You'd be like, oh my god, get excited all week. And then on Friday, I tell you, yeah, I'm president of some crappy committee <laughs> for the centennial celebration. Oh, wow, You'd be yeah. like, oh, wow, what a surprise. Like, yeah. he makes out like this would be such a great surprise for Regina. And she'd just be like, great, <laughs> good for you. The next day, there's another carnival meeting. Oh. I'm, I'm getting so sick of these Well, this one's made meetings. slightly more interesting. Yeah, it's got a bit of gossip. It's got a little one. bit of gossip. So, um, Winston's clowning around again. Of course. He's kissing a giant stuffed rabbit. Like, he is never going to be on any committee ever again, basically, at this point. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Collins arrives late. But who's he with? He's flustered, and he's got Mrs. Dalton with him. Uh, Mrs. Dalton. I think they've just been in a cupboard somewhere. And we're told that she's 25, and she's very pretty. 
Yeah. So I think this is hinting towards something. I think it might be. Isn't Mrs. Dalton the same person that was uh, rumoured to be with him before? Miss Dalton. I thought it was, but maybe yeah. it's not. It is, isn't it? And, and she was also rumoured to be with Ken. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she suggests they have an international food stand, and she says she can make crepes. Ooh. Very exotic. Very exotic. Indeed. Wild. She's the French teacher, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, that's what they did. So Liz, Ken and Todd head onto the football field to check out the finished stalls, and Ken and Todd gossip about uh, Mr. Collins and Miss Dalton. Yeah, yeah. And Liz gets really pissed off about this. Like, how dare anyone speak about my Mr. Collins? My Mr. Collins, yes. Speak ill of my Mr. Collins. And then um, they see Bruce brushing towards... Rushing, Bruce rushing towards them. Yeah, like, uh, doesn't Ken even comment? Like, it looks like he's trying to win the Bart run. Yeah. And Liz says, uh, I'll catch you guys up. Yeah. So... Bruce asks her to give Regina his letter, but she wants he wants her to sneak it into her suitcase so she doesn't read it until she's in Switzerland. Yeah. And Liz realises he actually really has changed. Yeah, he realises that Mr. Collins was right. She should have got the full story and uh, some Mr. Collins people is always right. Yeah, I know. You should learn by now. Whatever Mr. Collins says to you, it's true. So he agrees. Uh, she agrees and she says that she'll make sure Regina gets it. Yeah, I was really confused. I was like, how? How are you going to do this? But in the next scene, she just goes there and does it so okay fair enough yeah it's Friday she goes to Regina's house to say goodbye and she slips it into a scrapbook that Regina's packed next to a photo of Bruce aww they have an emotional goodbye sorry go on no I was going to say they have a really emotional talk about how like Bruce is like part of her life and shouldn't be like you know shouldn't forget about it and you know it was a great moment and stuff like that Mm. so Liz waves her off and then at lunchtime, Liz talks to Todd, Olivia, and Roger. She tells them how she's ashamed of herself for misjudging Bruce. Yeah, she's yeah. She tells them all the whole story, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. And she says they should all vote for him. Yeah, poor Ken. Like, I won't go that far. But also, poor Ken. I know. Ken's your friend. Like, maybe you should just vote for who you think would be the best president. Yeah. Like, none of this comes down to who who would be best in the role. It's just like who do I like the best or who's nice. Well, Olivia says that the story of Bruce and Regina is the saddest story she's ever heard. But what's that got to do with him being president of a committee? Same as Axe Factor, you know. I guess. Give it the sob story. Give it the sob story. The sob story. And then, um, <laughs> then you might get somewhere. Or be embarrassed publicly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, they they all agree. None of them give a fuck about their friend Ken anymore. No, no, Ken's out the window. Forget they about all, him. They all say, yeah, we'll it. vote for Bruce. Yeah. Poor Ken. Of course, Ken's not in the room. He's probably still busy putting the booths up for them and stuff. Yeah, and Ken's missed loads of the carnival meetings because he's preparing for the election. Yeah, exactly. He's been working really hard. Bruce has done no work. Now, no, he's I... only been in the running for five days. Exactly. Now, Bruce has been, you know, he's changed, he's turned the corner and stuff, but that still doesn't change the fact that, that Ken's put all the work in here and deserves to win. Yeah. We cut to the plane. Regina's on there. She's upset that Bruce didn't say goodbye for her to her. Yeah, she was hoping that he might still turn up. Yeah, she decides to take a look at her scrapbook, which she just so happens to have packed in her hand luggage. Yes, yes. And, uh, well, she starts looking through it and she gets sad about all the memories. But then she finds the letter. Mm-hmm. Also in the envelope is the ruby pendant. Yep. Um, like... Couldn't Bruce find the bracelet as well? We just yeah, the, bra- just the bracelet. The necklace is like, oh, okay, I don't know. That's going a bit far. Yeah, she can have one of the things back. Yeah, 
She can have the other one back when she gets back together with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she reads the letter and she tells herself the story of her and Bruce is just beginning. Yeah, yeah. But does she really expect him to stay faithful for a year? Bruce Batman? Yeah. No. Because I don't. I don't. Even if he was in love, I don't yeah. respect that. Not, not in Sweet Valley. Plus he's like, he's a 16 year old. Yeah. You know. It's a touching moment though. Yeah. Naive but touching. And then finally we get to Carnival Day. We're finally here. They have one more meeting before the car. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Winston's driving everybody crazy. He's booming announcements out through the megaphone. Yeah. And he's looking lanky in his father's oversized tux and a pair of red suspenders. It's a very... I've got a very clear image of what he looks like. Yeah, me yeah. too. Mrs. Patman's going around bragging about the money she's donating. Of course. And then later on, Winston's... I mean, basically, uh, this carnival's just full of dickheads. Yeah. Like, top to bottom... It sounds shit. It sounds awful. Later on, Winston sets up his booth so people can throw cream pie at him. Um, Mr. Collins is first in line. Yeah, I don't blame I him. I bet he is. I bet, like, in English class, Winston's oh, just God, a really annoying you child. Can totally imagine. Mm. But all the teachers are like, oh, yes. Can't, can't wait, wait to throw a pie in that guy's face. Cannot wait. A little bit later on, Sky makes a surprise speech. Yes, yes. And she uh, blows smoke up Elizabeth's ass. Oh god, yeah. So first she tells them Regina's whole life story. <laughs> how she's overcome her handicap to live a normal life. And she urges them all to donate to help kids like Regina. Yeah. And then yeah, then she just starts blowing smoke up Elizabeth's ass. Yeah, thanking her publicly for everything she's done. Everyone wildly applauds. <sighs> then Mr. Collins takes over, he's got an announcement. Yeah. Mrs. Dalton's pregnant. <laughs> um, Bruce has won the election. Yeah, and everyone congratulates him and just ignores Ken. Yeah, and Elizabeth says she's proud of him. And that was the carnival. That's the carnival. That's what That's all those it. meetings were about. We've done it. Mm. We've done it, guys. Two weeks later, the twins are setting up the Wakefield lawn. Oh, I can't believe this. They're setting up the Wakefield lawn for a carnival reunion party. Yeah, and Jess Two is... Two weeks later. Jess is literally... Jess is right here. She's Again, she's right. right. She's yeah. like... You're only doing this because you were the centre of goddamn attention, and yeah. it's only been two weeks. But of course, Liz is like justifying it and like, no, no, it's 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 fine. It's like, why would you have a reunion? Like all the people involved in the carnival Go are to your the same friends. school. Like, yeah, you see they them see them every day. All the time. It's bizarre. And and it's happened two weeks ago as well, like yeah. Jessica said. Um, and Liz haughtily tells her they've got a check for eight hundred dollars to give to the hospital. So that means that the Patman's only donated $400. I didn't actually think about that. Because they said they'd match it. I, I thought it would be like, we'll, we'll, we'll give them $10,000. Yeah, I know. You so, know, like a, an actual, like... Yeah, yeah you're right. So oh stingy, God, stingy even... fuckers have just donated $400. I didn't even think about that. That is like nothing to I know. Them. How cheap. And then um, Lila arrives and Jessica angry storms over to her. She thrusts her term paper into her face. Yeah. So Lila's like, well, I got a B minus. Yeah. And Jessica got a D. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why she's surprised about this. She, Lila says she tried her best, but she was tired after doing her own paper as well. Yeah. And then she changes the subject to old Jack O'Lantern. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> um, and 
she says she's sure he's going to ask her out and she goes on about how amazing he is and Jessica thinks maybe if she could get to know Jack herself she could wipe the smirk off of Lila's face time to ruin someone else's life it's been two weeks since she ruined someone tried to ruin someone's life (laughs) Lila drives off to her father's building to stalk Jack again and she spots him straight away she gives him a wave I mean, she must be. Uh, he must be expecting it at this point. She keeps going there. He's like, okay, it's that time she's going to be here. She tells him she's there to talk to her daddy about vacationing in Europe. Yeah. And she's surprised when he says to her, I used to go sailing in the south of France. Surprised on a construction worker's salary. And she thinks that settles it. He's not really a construction worker. Like, what do you think he's doing there then? Well, do you think he's just doing this for fun? Well, this, she has a theory. Yeah, she thinks once he's fallen in love with her, he'll reveal his true identity and whisk her away to France to meet his filthy rich family. So really, he's like an undercover boss or something. You know, it's like, he's like... Like, if he had a filthy rich family, why is he in Sweet Valley doing construction? Construction, I know. It's not the most fun thing, is it? No. But um, she invites him to a pool party at her house on Sunday... That she's only just decided to have. Of course. That doesn't exist until this very moment. Daddy will allow it. And he says he'd love to come. And she thinks she's falling head over heels in love. Oh boy. And then we get the end of the book. We do indeed. It asks us, will Jack destroy Jessica and Lila's friendship? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 19, Showdown. And is his name really Jack O'Lantern? <laughs> I think it's Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box, yeah. Jack of all trades. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. Mm. Because, you know, <laughs> construction worker, yeah. trades. Yeah. But we will not be finding that out until next year. I know, because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Our next episode is a Christmas special. And uh, it is the uh, it is the book that I've been... I, I think I've been excited about this book for a long time because this was a turning point for you when you were reading them, rereading them a couple of years back. Mm. You you told me specifically about a moment in this one. Mm-hmm. And this was the book that actually, the first book I remember you telling me about where you were like, I'm actually firmly preferring Jess over Liz now. Yeah. It was this book. It was. And I remember the exact moment that you told me that, that it is as well. And I can't wait. We will find out. We will. Also, uh, in this book, we get the return of Devilish Devlin. Oh my goodness. Suzanne. The devil's back. So, probably most of you know already, but if you don't know who Suzanne Devlin is, go back and listen to Too Good To Be True. Yes, and you'll learn all about her. Yeah, now, she's why, awful. why, why, why this family parents having her back? have having back, given the accusation she made. Yeah, she accused the... Mr. Collins of trying to rape her. Yeah. Well, didn't accuse, she just lied. She lied, and it, and it all came out, well, it kind she of She was horrible out. to Teddy. Poor little Teddy. Poor little Teddy. I wonder what Teddy thinks about Miss Dalton. And she stole the lavalier. Yeah. Like, there's no reason. But for some reason, the Wakefields are going to have her back. Mm, well, you'll find out. I can't wait. So that will be in two weeks' time. Special Christmas. Yes. And then in January, we will find out about Jack the Construction Worker. We'll get back to Jack the Ripper. Yeah. We'll jump in ahead a bit to go to Special Christmas, but only by about five books. It would have felt really weird doing a Christmas episode in like February exactly. or something, or March. But unfortunately, in the four or five books that we've jumped ahead, Todd has left. 
Okay, well, I, that's fine. So I mean, that's going to fuck up with the timeline a little bit. It kind not of. too much. Not too much. And also, we did do double, uh, double, uh, double jeopardy. Yeah. And so I knew. Like, but the confusing thing is, Todd Todd leaves and he comes back for a Christmas visit. Okay. So he's in the book, but he's gone. That's fine. If that makes sense. That's fine. I can, I can, I can understand that. And our last episode was love letters, it and was indeed. we asked what you thought, of Caroline. Yeah. Because we, uh, I felt really bad for felt her. Really bad for her. I did. Jodie Char said she didn't like Caroline and Sweet Valley Twins or High until she read this book and oh, she felt really yeah. bad for her as well. That's pretty much how we felt. Well, I, I didn't hate her. I just thought she was really funny until this book. Um, Brittany Ann Kalika said she didn't hate her but sometimes her gossip was harmful. Yeah, that's true. Which it was. It was. And also usually completely false. Yeah. And then uh, Clara PH said the absolute irony of Jessica trying to convince her parents not to move to San Francisco because of all the crime, murders, drugs and earthquakes. Yeah. 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 Totally get that. And she was also with me on the flower poem. The flower poem? Yeah, that was re- sounded like it was about a vagina. Oh god, yes. <laughs> I forgot I forgot about that. Where, yeah. Yeah. Where Adam aka Robert Browning yeah. was like uh, what was it he said I can't remember it's something to do with like I want to water your flower I want to pollinate your yeah something like that <laughs> oh dear so yeah also next week we'll be announcing our Sweet Valley Twins Christmas special as well we will indeed yes and uh, so, we'll, we'll be back with Casey's next week yeah so um, we'll post that announcement up on Instagram and Facebook and comment and let us know any thoughts you've had on this book absolutely and we'll see you for our Christmas special you will indeed thanks for listening bye